That was beautiful, Micah. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and I am really glad you're here. And so is the team. It's the Orange County Marathon. Today is May 1st, 2022. And so I think it's going to be a little sparse. It is a little sparse, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited you made it here, though. And uh, we're going to pass the fellowship pass, too. I don't know if you, uh, you got my email, the old church email. We're going to start with, this is, this, is, this is crazy, but things are returning back to normal. We're going to pass the fellowship pads this week, and then next week we're going to pass the offering plates, and then Pentecost Sunday, which is June 5th, we're going to pass out communion. Um, if, if there were more people, I'd say hip hip, and everybody would say hooray, but I think this is, let's just relax a little, Jay. Um, I got an email. I got an email from Jin Chung this morning. And he said, uh, Jin Chung, he started, he joined the church, their last membership class, doctor. Uh, Jin Chung, he's a retired doctor from Taiwan. And he went back to Taiwan, and his son's wedding was uh, two days ago. It was Friday. And he just said, thank you for all the prayers, and praise the Lord. The wedding went really well. Um, so Amen. Okay, excellent. There's enough people in here to say amen. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, we have a communion service, uh, so get your elements ready. Uh, this Thursday is two, th- two holidays. One of them, it's Cinco de Mayo, you know, and then the second is it's the National Day of Prayer, and there's a couple, there's a couple uh, flyers back there, and what Trellis is do- doing, or Love Costa Mesa, is they're moving, usually they pray the first Wednesday of every month in front of City Hall. They move that to Thursday. So Thursday, May 5th, City Hall, noon to 1. I usually go to that. And then at 6 p.m. at South Hills Church on Baker Street, which is over there a couple weeks ago. Might have even been last week I mentioned a Shepherd Ferry painting that's at the 55 in Baker uh, you can go see it. As you're pulling off, you just look to your right. It's the biggest painting you'll see. <laughs> it's hard to miss. Is everybody awake? Yeah. Me too. I've had a little too much coffee, I think. All right, next week is Mother's Day, and I lost my mom, like, uh, you know, back in 2003, pancreatic cancer. And I used to hate this holiday. I used to despise it with all everything in me, just because it made me miss my mom. Uh, but over the years, I've grown to celebrate this fine young lady over here, the mother of my children, or our children, and then I've grown to appreciate the church, because everybody treats me like a son, and uh, be here next week, be celebrated, uh, if you're female, you know, uh, <laughs> we celebrate, yeah, never mind, that's another sermon, all right, the week after that, we have our women's retreat. And you can't miss that, right? Gathering. It's not a retreat because it's at the church. It's kind of a retreat. You can turn your phone off. Don't talk to anybody. You can come over here and listen to Amy knock it out of the park. Um, Yeah. Anywho. So two weeks from that, uh, two weeks from this Sunday, Saturday. There it is. May 14th. Okay. Settling down. Okay. Let's stand. And it's Easter season. And Christ is risen. I threw that on you and you nailed it. Um, our call to worship comes from Psalm 30, verses 1 through 4. And I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Lord, I will exalt you and lift you high. For you have lifted me up high. Over all my boasting, gloating enemies, you made me to triumph. O Lord, my healing, I cried out for a miracle, and you healed me. You brought me back from the brink of death, from the depths of below. Now here I am, alive and well, fully restored. O sing and make melody, you steadfast lovers of God. Give thanks to him every time. You reflect on his holiness. Let's worship the Lord. 
singing Jesus Calls Us Over the Tumult. Then sings my soul.
Thank you, choir, Cornell, amazing, and Micah. My goodness, you bless us every week. The Spirit of God helps us in our weakness, interceding on behalf of each of us with sighs too deep for words. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin against God and neighbor together. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sin. Do not cast us away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Amen. Hear the good news, my friends. Christ died for us. He rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us, and Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. The new has begun. Believe the good news that we are forgiven. Amen. Holy, 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 holy,
I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Last time. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. For 
Amen. We're starting a new series. It's uh, Red Letter May. We're going to study the words of Jesus in the Gospel of John according to actually lectionary texts. And if you don't know what the lectionary is, ask Sharon. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, lectionary is church calendar. The church, somewhere around the fourth century, I think, said, hey, we should make sure that all the churches around the globe are, st- are studying the same scriptures and make sure that most of the important ones get covered over a four-year cycle. A, B, C, D, E, C. There's three? Okay, that's good. I'm glad she's here. I think that there isn't 2A or something. Okay, three. Um, what year are we in? C. C. Yep, C's get degrees. That's what I think of when I hear C. Okay, we're in John. We're at the end. What's the favorite ending to a movie you've ever seen? Usual suspects. Because, you know, he's, he's walking, and all of a sudden, because he's walking with a limp, and then he straightens out, and he says, you know, just by walking straight, he says, I am Kaiser Sose. That's a good one. Forrest Gump. Okay, that's the end of that. That's the end of that question. John ends his gospel much like he begins it. He begins his gospel with God revealed himself in his one and only son, Jesus the Christ. He ends his gospel with answering the question, how are followers of Jesus going to reveal Jesus to the world? And Dick Clark, like usual, has the answer before I even preach. Holy Spirit. And he's just covered that in John chapter 20. In John chapter 20, there's a... Jesus puts us to work. And he says we're filled with God's breath. And we're to be sent into this world. And so we pick up John 21, starting in verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I will go with you. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat. Did I skip a sentence? Fish. Oh, they're going fishing. Yeah, I remember that. They're going fishing. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. There it is. They went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach. But the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, You have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it, because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore 
full of large fish, 153 of them. And though, and though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breaking, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to break it up into two sections, and we're going to hit the gas pedal and cruise through. Because it's pretty self-explanatory, right? The red letter sections, Jesus teaches us how he reveals himself to people. And Jesus teaches us how, in the latter section, how we're to reveal Jesus to the world. This is all keeping in mind the Holy Spirit, the breath of God breathing through us. First, Jesus walks up. What's the first words out of Jesus' mouth? Well, they're fishing, right? Ever been to the Sea of Galilee? One of the top, top beautifulest places I've ever been. It's gorgeous. It's serene. It's, I don't know. I, I, there's something holy about that place. I love it. Um, and I've been to this spot. And so they're cruising. They're fishing. There's some commentaries go off on this. Because um, I won't go off on every time that every people go. Like, there's so much here. You can dive in and go in and... But I think the main point is just to stay above and listen to the red letters and see how Jesus reveals himself to his 12, or actually his seven, buddies that are out fishing. His first words are, you're not catching much, are you? (laughs) Right? There's a little bit of sting. But I think there's empathy. Pop quiz. What were all these guys by trade before Jesus got a hold of them? They're going back to their normal day. Point number one. Jesus reveals himself anywhere, anytime. And you don't have to be in this place. He comes to where you're doing whatever you're doing. And he asks, how you doing? What's going on? Peter's probably, they're all a little probably perturbed. Who's a a fisherman in here? I'm way too ADHD to be a fisherman. (laughs) It's like, you need way more patience than this guy. That's funny. What's going on with these people? Are you guys okay? 
I think that's funny. No, maybe it's not. Steve, forget about it. How you, I'm so glad you're here, man. That was funny, right? Okay, good. He's my gauge. He knows me. Okay. I'm, these guys are probably at the wit's end. I've been fishing with fishermen. What are they like when they don't catch fish? Angry. Perturbed. They're usually frustrated like crazy. Who in here gets angry that their shoelaces are untied? That's their point. They're supposed to stay tied. Fishermen are supposed to catch fish. Her dad's a fisherman, my wife, Mark. And the only time I've ever seen him angry, he's like the most Christian dude I've ever seen in my life. He's always on, he's just on cloud nine. He's got tons of joy, spirit flowing through him. We go on a fishing trip and we're not catching anything it was a different ball game. <laughs> this guy turned into, I don't know, it was nuts. So capture that moment for a second. Jesus saying, try the other side. Okay, I will try the other side. They try the other side. That's a huge point. Jesus reveals something to you. Do it. They do it and they catch all these fish. That's another tangent. People guess on why there are 153. There's some people that say there's 153 types of fish. So he's saying one of everybody. One of, uh, Augustine said you take the ten commandments and you add them to the, the number seven. That's 17. And if you go one plus two plus three. Three plus, and you go that's 17, that's 153. I think that's a stretch. <laughs> I don't think it's saying that. I think it's saying, what do you think it's saying? I know Jeff's a fisherman. What do you think it's saying? That's a lot of fish. That's a fish story you're going to share. I caught 153 fish because this guy told me throw it on the other side. He comes back. What's the next thing? He's cooking up fish. He's already got fish. What does that say about our role in things? Right? It says God's got it. Jesus has it. We all think we're plan A. No. He's plan A. He chooses in his plan A to use us if we're willing. He spoke everything into existence. You know, he said, donut, and there was a donut. He didn't do that, but that's the power that we're talking about. So this, is, it, this transitions into the next section on him calling out Peter as a shepherd because there's restoration. There's restoration and healing right here. And look back at, if anybody's got a Bible, look back at, Chapter 18, and I'll, I'll set the stage for those of you that aren't going to turn there and can't get there fast enough. Um, Jesus says to Peter, you're going to betray me three times. People are going to say, you follow Jesus and you're going to deny me three times. And he's like, no way. What happens? Peter denies him the first time. This is the second time. Right before the second time. This is 1818. Now the slaves and the police had our charcoal fire. Because it was cold. And they were standing around it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. He denies Jesus two more times around that fire. What's happening in 21? Jesus is cooking fish over a charcoal fire. They say that your sense of smell is your greatest memory. Um, Recaller, trigger. There's there's the word. Thank you, Malia. What are some smells that trigger 
things for people. Bacon. Oh, yes. That's a man after my own heart right there. Malia, you cooked bacon on Friday. Was it Friday? Oh, man. I, I don't know if that's a trigger. It just makes me want to eat everything. <laughs> I think you could wrap this in bacon and I would eat it. But, yes, bacon. Charcoal. What's it bring it back? It brings back memories of Texas for me. Because I remember my dad with that old grill. With the charcoal. Other trigger, it smells. Flowers. I remember I was, in, I was a freshman in high school when we moved to California. And I remember one of my best friends, and she was a girl. Her name was Heather Spooner. And it was really, because you have those people that don't like you right out of the gate. And then after a while, you become really good friends for some reason. Anybody ever had that? That happens to me a bunch. Um, Because I'm annoying. (laughs) Check, right? (laughs) So I'm getting to know Heather Spooner as a sixth grader. And then as I'm a freshman, she was the only person to start crying at youth group when I was moving. And I remember we moved out to California and we had moved into our new house in Orange and my wife, or not my wife, my mom had gone to the supermarket, stocked all new stuff and she had bought White Rain shampoo. You remember White Rain? I don't know if they still smell, sell it. But I remember as I'm putting it out it smells, that's what Heather Spooner used on her hair. And I remember just bawling, just crying in the shower, thinking. And I, remember, I told my mom, I need you to get white rain shampoo for the rest of your life. <laughs> and she did. Like, she just like, I, she thought, I don't know if I ever told her that about the Heather Spooner stuff. Um, anywho, there's this fire, there's charcoal fire. And Peter rolls up to the scene. And the whole crew does. Oh, and he, he's naked for some reason. <laughs> What's he doing, like, fishing, barely clothed? I don't know. I, that's another whole sermon. I don't know. He, and John's the first one. He's the beloved, you know. Jesus had two best friends, Peter and John. John's writing this book. John's writing this book as an old man. He's, he's written... Most people think he's written Revelation at this point. He's written all of these written, and he's coming back, and he's nailing the gospel according to his wise and amazing storytelling abilities. And so he's remembering, I remember, I thought it was Jesus first. You know, you could just see him, like, poking Peter later on in heaven. Hey, I knew it was him first, right? Anyway, <laughs> so he goes, this is Lord. We just sang, he is Lord. Right? We did, well, he's about, we're about to sing a song called He is Lord, but we just sang the lyrics. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I did way off tune. Sorry about that. And off tempo and everything. <laughs> but we just sang about how this. That's a part of the revelation also. There's strength in just recognizing Jesus. There's strength in recognizing that's Jesus Christ. He's the Lord. There's no way this is an accident. He's put all this together. He is to be praised. I forgot that point. And then we're cruising into the healing. And Peter comes up to the fire. And Jesus asks him a really interesting question. He says, Peter, do you love me more than these? And he points at the other six, I imagine. Peter's answer shows that he's grown up. He's got big boy pants on. He doesn't, earlier on, I bet you he would have said, I do love you more than these guys. And by the way, I have a sword and I'm really to kill kill people on your behalf. Like, remember, he's so passionate and he's so on fire. But this is a guy that's denied Jesus three times. 
And he's realized he had missed the whole plan. He'd missed that Jesus had said he was going to die. And Jesus was going to rise again. He puts it all together and he puts it in this amazing phrase. And he says, he doesn't dare compare himself to the others. He says, you know me. I do love you. Then Jesus says, feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. And he repeats this three times. And there's people that go off on saying the different verbs for love and the different things that we're supposed to do for the sheep. I don't think that's the point. I think the macro point is the point. He, he launches Peter's ministry on the one question that matters. And he repeats it three times as a healing for Peter denying Jesus three times. What's the question that matters? Do you love Jesus? Does Presbyterian Church of the Covenant love Jesus? That's the question. It's not, do we love good hymns? Do we love the, the funny guy that tells good stories? It's not, we, we love how everything looks. They just do it right. Do you love Jesus? And then he follows it with the challenge. That's the question. What's the challenge? Take care of one another. Take care of one another. Yesterday we did a memorial service for Elizabeth Van Dorn. I can't take, I, 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 I don't think I've met a person that, take, that took care of the people in her life better. And do you know what it pointed to? It pointed to the fact that she loved Jesus. There was a share time, and it went for 45 minutes. And it was pretty much all the same thing. In fact, I was going to stand up, or I was, I was passing the microphone around, and I, Danny pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. The only thing I would have added was that I would have included my kids. And what he shared was, Danny, you, you remember, right? You want to share it again? Do you catch that? Stay handsome is what she would say. Who in here was told they were beautiful by Elizabeth Van Dorn? I was told pretty much every Sunday that she was here. She would lead with that. She would remind me, and she would say deep and profound things. People would be talking about sports and all this other stuff around me, but she would say, Jason, you're beautiful. You're handsome. And what you do matters. And I can't tell you how much I'm going to miss that. And how much I'm, my daughter's 12. This world is not screaming you're beautiful to her. Elizabeth was. My son's 16, same thing. 16-year-old boy, 93-year-old woman, you are handsome. You don't know how far that's going to go. 
My challenge comes from Jesus the Christ giving it to Peter, but it also comes to Elizabeth as she hands the baton, and she was just a beacon of kindness. Let's be more like Elizabeth. Let's be more like what Jesus calls us to be. Right? Thank you, Sharon. She just just for saying right. I like I like her when she responds. Like excellent. Applications. This one I took from N.T. N.T. Wright. He says, "Stand in your mind's eye with the disciples in the boat. What projects have you been laboring over and getting nowhere? Watch for the dawn. Watch for the figure on the shore." Listen for his voice and then do whatever he tells you. Application number two. Fall in love with Jesus and commune with Christ. Notice he gathers them around a meal. Not often do I give a sermon and we're going to get an application in like 10 minutes. <laughs> As we break bread, as we take communion, commune with Jesus. Break bread with Jesus. Have a conversation with Jesus about, do I love you? Does my life reflect whether I love you or not? Do my choices, do my day in, day day outs? And then Holy Spirit filled. Fall in love with each other and take care of one another. Oh, and tacked on at the end. It's not going to be easy. I know some of you, life is cruising at a pretty fast clip right now. That's why Jesus' final words to Paul were actually his first words in the Gospel of Matthew. What are they? Follow me. It's going to cost you everything, but just hang on. Hang on to the bottom of my robe if you have to. Cling to me. I promise you we'll make it through. And all God's people said, we're going to We're going to sing, He is Lord. Please be seated. And as we continue in worship, this is where we receive our tithes and offerings. If you're in the congregation, you can leave them or in the sanctuary. Please leave your tithes and offerings in the offering plate on your way out. And then if you're on the podcast, please send them in to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
your only son no sin to hide but you have sent him from your side to walk upon this guilty side and to become the Lamb of God Oh Lamb of God Sweet Lamb of God I love the Holy Lamb of God Oh wash me in His precious blood My Jesus Christ the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. I was so lost, I should have died, but you have brought me to your side. and rod and to be called a Lamb of God O Lamb of God sweet Lamb of God I love the Holy Lamb of God O wash me in His precious my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood. My Jesus Christ, the Lamb. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I pray that as we gather around your table, we would take this moment seriously.
as a time to commune with you. More of you, less of us. And all God's people said, Amen. And the night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered around the table and he transformed the Passover meal into what we celebrate as the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper. And he said, this used to be bread that was unleavened because we'd have to get out of Egypt so fast that we couldn't wait for the bread to rise. But I'm making a new covenant with my new people. That's anyone. Man, woman, child. Anyone. That proclaims me as Lord. This is no longer that unleavened bread. This is my body. This is my body. And it's broken for you. You can open your pods and take the wafer. I'm going to have this delicious bread that's right in front of me. This is the body of Christ broken for you. Take, eat. In the same way, he took the cup and he said... This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take, drink. Every time you do, do this in remembrance of me. On the road to Emmaus, when he was with his followers, when he said those words, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Today, We ask that your eyes are opened and you see the risen Lord. This is the Lord's table. Come, eat and drink in remembrance. The body of Christ. Pray with me. Living Christ, as you open the scriptures to us, you make yourself known in the breaking of the bread. Let us now go forth from this place, fed at your table and filled by the Spirit, to walk with you all the days of our lives and proclaim the glory of your resurrection to all the world. Amen. I'm going to have you stay seated, and if you're new here, you're about to be uh, blessed in a special way, because we're going to end with the Lord's Prayer, and as part of that, everybody stands up and holds hands, and it's pretty, I don't know, very encouraging. Uh, I just want to remind you, next week's Mother's Day, I hope you're here. Um, Also, the week after, Women's Retreat on Saturday, the 14th. Please sign up in the back. And once again, grateful to God for each of you. Thank you for joining us this morning. But for now, put out your hands and I'll give us a benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come.
forgive us our 